Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. take me just a second because I I think my notes blew out the door. Oh, there they are. I didn't know why I was at. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We're going to start out here in Second uh, Peter. I, I was thinking tonight, or all week long actually, about how, you know, everybody talks about Sunday being the Lord's Day and all that, and, and uh, keeping the Sabbath, and, and we think that's such a, you know, we're doing all that, and we're, you know, we're, we love God, we, we're walking with Him, and He's He's helping us, amen, everybody in here could raise your hand and say, God's He's with me, He's helping me and blessing me, but I, I, wanna, I want you to think about what it was like, and what it's even like today for somebody to have to keep the Sabbath the way they had to in the Old Testament. So I did a little research, and I got a few scriptures here, and and the reason why we've got to go back here to Second Peter is because of Noah. It's it's his fault that we're going to be there tonight, <laughs> Amen. Because he's the one that in the Old Testament was righteous, and his righteousness brought salvation to his own soul. Now we know, and Brother Jerry pointed that out to me one night that it was. Uh, Job and uh, Noah and one more that kept his soul. Uh, I'll find it in a minute. I wrote it down. Um, they were able to save their own souls, but it went on to say in Ezekiel, uh, Daniel, that went on in Ezekiel to say that they could only save their soul. They couldn't save the souls of anybody else. Yeah. And, and that's because of God's grace. Now, understand this. Don't hear what I didn't say. It's only because they believe God. You get that? Yeah. That's the only reason. And that's the same reason for you and I tonight, that you yourself can be in the same condition and position as those three that had that reputation with God. And by the way, if you want that scripture, it's Ezekiel 14, 14 and 14, 20 said they were only able to save their soul, but could not save the souls of their daughters. And so we know that eight souls were saved on the flood. Amen. And, uh, and that was just by a plain obedience. Second Peter two and five, uh, two, uh, Verses 2 through 5, if you want to stand, we'll, or verses 5 through 10, if you want to stand, we'll try to read. Uh, the book, the Bible says, uh, And spare not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, Condemned them with an overthrow, making them 
and examples unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver just law, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For the that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptations and reserve the unjust until the day of, of judgment to be punished, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness and despise government, presumptuous, presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. May you anoint it, God. May you bless these precious souls that are here tonight and help us, God, not to be counted with the ungodly, but God to live a life that brings glory unto your Son. We thank you for your word that you've sent, God, to reprove, rebuke, and to lead us in all long suffering in the past and ways of God. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. I started thinking about this and, and went uh, flip-flopping back and forth on on how to go about presenting the law against grace. We know in the Gospel of John, the Bible says that the law came by Moses, but truth and grace came by Jesus Christ. And that God has been the same uh, forever. Even in the Old Testament, He was first and foremost merciful and graceful before His wrath was ever let out. He gave men Many opportunities to get right, uh, just like today. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. As we look, and of course, 11, uh, Hebrews 11, 7 says that, uh, that Noah was a preparer. It says, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. And I started thinking about that while... That he was preparing. What was going on? Well, there was 120 years that went on that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He declared unto them what God had told him that they could be ready for this day when God would send the water that would span the whole earth. It says that not one living soul lived, but that which God spared on that ark. And you know, we need to think about that. We need to be a preparing our ark. I, I thought about that. I was coming out of, I don't get to travel much anymore. It's kind of fun. I went to the Mid-American Truck Show and was coming back and, and kept finding some good godly radio stations and this feller was talking about how we ought to be boat builders like Noah. And I'm wondering tonight if you're a boat builder, if you're preparing your ark, amen, that will house you and help those around you. Oh, see God and understand that no matter what's going on in your life, that you're just going to keep a preparing your boat. Are you a boat builder? Are you somebody that's more concerned with the things of this world? I'm telling you, we need to be a preparing our boat. Amen. We need to be walking with God. And there was something that God struck me with that He didn't just tell Noah to build any kind of boat. 
He advised him specifically on what to do. That thing was 30 cubits wide and 50 cubits tall. And I think 300, I forget, I looked and it gone long. Three stories high. He told them everything to put inside of it. He told them to put the, the things that every creature needed that he told them to put in there. And you know, it's no different with you and I. It's not like God just threw us out here and said, just do it any way you want to. I'm telling you, if you're not uh, subjecting yourself unto God, under the body of Christ, under the church, under uh, people that love the Lord, and most assuredly under prayer and under the Bible, you'll miss this thing up and you'll lose your way. And you'll be uh, like a fish out of water. And you'll be wondering why my life is so messed up. And so many people get that way. Uh, I, I fear them that say that they love the Lord, but they don't come to church. And I'm not just here saying, well, that's a law that you must do. But I'm telling you that I get a food in here. See, I heard this. Let me see if I can get this out right. You see, in the carnal world, you get hungry by not eating. But in the spiritual world, you get hungrier the more you eat. And I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost, He feeds me. And the more He feeds me, the more that I want. And the more that I look for, and the more I'm knocking on His door, and the more I'm asking Him for His help and His guidance. But see, the world, they don't look at it like that. They don't understand what God has done, what has transpired inside of my heart, inside of the heart of those that have been born again. Amen. I've not been saved by corruptible things. But I've been redeemed and saved and called from darkness to light by the incorruptible Son of God who has never let me down and never will. I heard this one. I'm going to share it with you. It won't cost you nothing either. God will always keep His promises, but your potential He is not responsible for. He is not obligated to it. That means there is a obligation and a responsibility on your part to keep yourself in the center of God's will without prodding. He is not behind you pushing you. He is in front of you calling you and helping you if you'll hear His voice. I'm glad I heard His voice one day. It says, and spare not the old world. When I read that, I started thinking about how that in 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says that when you've been born again, the old man, old things have passed away. And I started thinking, that's how it was. God will spare not your old world. I'm glad, uh, bless God, Justin, when God gets in my life, He doesn't spare my old world. He does away with it. He gets it out of the, out of sight. He gets it out of the way. And He lifts me up. And He gives me a new going. He gives me a new motivation. He gives me new desires. And I'm thankful for that. That's what God did for me when I got saved. Yeah. And you know, I can, I can let that dry up. Not that He won't keep His promise. But I can let that dry up. I can turn back to those old things. 
I can get back out in the world. I can start thinking that my flesh is more important than my spirit and my soul and my life and my walk with God. And I can let this old world creep back in. But I'm glad we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He said that He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He's able to do that today. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of people in this world, they think they're going to do this their way. They think that God has to offer them grace because He's so good. But it's not that way. I'm glad that when I get out of line, that God brings His hand down upon me and He straightens me out and He shows me the arrow of my way. And He said that He would be a very uh, uh, an escape uh, when I get in sin, He's able to deliver. Amen. That's why I'm thankful about this Scripture right here. It says He is able to deliver the godly from, from this world. Amen. I don't know about you, but that's what the kind of God that I need. I don't need a God that, that is just part-time. I need a God that's uh, ready all the time. Amen. Oh, glory to God. I'm so thankful for what God has done. i got a list here I'm going to share with you of things that you cannot do if you're Jewish and you're trying to keep the law. You're, you're, you're going to say, well, I'm, I keep the Sabbath. You ever heard somebody say that? These, this is what you've got to do. You ain't allowed to carry nothing. You can't even pick that Bible up. You ain't allowed to burn nothing. And if something is burning, you ain't allowed to extinguish it. You ain't allowed to finish something you started. You ain't allowed to write. You're not allowed to erase. You're not allowed to cook. You're not allowed to wash. You're not allowed to sew. You're not allowed to tear nothing. You're not allowed to knock nothing up. You can't untie nothing. You can't shake nothing, plow nothing, or plant nothing. And you most certainly can't reap nothing. It says that you uh, you ain't going to harvest. You ain't going to thresh. I don't even know what a winter wig is. But you can't do that either. It says you can't select nothing. That, ain't that awful? If you were sitting there and you needed to be saved, you couldn't even say, help me, Jesus. You couldn't choose Jesus Christ over your wretched soul that was on its way to hell. You couldn't say, I chose Jesus on the Sabbath. You'd be breaking the law. You'd be in error. You can't sift nothing, grind nothing, knead something, comb nothing. You can't spin, die. You can't stretch a chain. I don't know who stretches chains, but I guess you're pulling something, Scott. I don't know. Uh, you can't warp nothing, weave nothing, unravel nothing. You can't build. You can't demolish, trap, shear, slaughter, skin, tan, smooth, or mark. And that ain't even an exhausted list. But that's just a list for the, for the common Jews called the 39. And there was a funny word for it that I decided I wasn't going to try to pronounce. Ain't you glad? Yeah. Now in the book of Acts, when the Holy Ghost came and they were preaching. And Peter and a bunch of them went out and preached to Cornelius. And then the Jews found out. And thank God that Peter was was being led by the Holy Spirit. Remember, he took a bunch of witnesses with him just in case. And, and that had to have been a God thing. Amen. You ever done something? You say, wow, I didn't even see that coming. That was a God thing. Amen. They went down there. Holy Spirit fell. And Cornelius' house got saved. And they all got baptized. And then he went back to the boys, right? To all the other 
uh, religious guys, and they was like, well, we heard you've been hanging out with them Gentiles and eating with them and going in and fellowshipping with them, right? He was in he was in a disorder right there and everything that he did, but yet God uh, was there with him. He said, well, I said, you can ask these guys, amen. He said, they were with me. He said, you know, when we were preaching and 3,000 got saved and the Holy Ghost came upon all these people, and they said, what must we do to... Be saved, amen. The same thing went down in Cornelius' house. He said the Holy Ghost came in there and filled the house and they did confess Christ, amen. And so they said, well, we can't deny that because there were some witnesses there, amen. Ain't you glad that there's a witness that will stand with you when you've turned to God from this world. Amen. And so that just shut their little party down. Amen. And we need that witness when we're walking in this world. And I'm glad God doesn't leave me to myself. Amen. They say, well, you don't know a whole lot. You ain't real smart. Just like the disciples. Not that I'm anything like them, but they said, we know you're unlearned. Amen. But they knew what? That they had been with Jesus. Amen. Because they were speaking things that nobody, nobody could know unless God be in them. Amen. So then we see that they said, well, he said, I guess, you know, you must be circumcised and, and keep the law to whom uh, we gave no such commandment. In other words, the Holy Ghost didn't tell them, well, you got to go slaughter, cut that flesh off again if you're going to be a, a believer of God, a, a, a true disciple, right? a true believer, a true keeper of the laws of God. Amen? Because that's what it boils down to, right? Are we right with God? Everybody wants to know, well, am I living right, Brother Larry? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Amen? And then they went on and says, well... Uh, will lay no greater burden on them than what seemeth good to the Holy Ghost and to us uh, to lay upon you no greater burden than necessary things. He said, abstain from meats that were offered to idols, abstain from blood and drinking of it and things strangled and fornication, uh, sex outside of marriage and 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 you keep your from which if you keep yourselves it says you shall do well and fare well amen so when we look at that and I thought well you know I know that's not all that I'm supposed to do amen that doesn't count me as worthy you know checking as Tommy always says checking the box right well I'm not I'm not ate nothing that's been strangled I'm not uh, eating something that you know of the blood I, I I don't have any false idols that I know of amen and yet. You know, I believe, and I started researching this a little bit. I, they said that because they knew if they would just get a few little simple things straight, that God would do the rest. Amen. And uh, most of us, we don't even know what this stuff is. We don't deal with idol worship and blood drinking unless you're a demonic guy and you're, you know, you're a satanic guy, satanic or whatever. You know, you're like one of them black uh, priests and all that jump, you know, and, and doing awful things. It's just sin, amen. It's just awful, amen. Most of us are like, ooh, you know, I don't want nothing. It's obvious that it's wrong and it's not of God, amen. So when we look at keeping the law, what must we do? Well, I'm thankful that when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, amen, that you you know where you're supposed to be at when the church bell's ringing. You know that you need to pick this book up about uh, once or twice a day. You know that you need to pray and when you sin, you need to call on God and get right. 
You know to love your brother. Amen. You know to, to do right. And when you do wrong, you know you've done it. Not because Larry says you didn't do me right. Because the Holy Ghost tells me that I've offended you. And it won't have fellowship with me. God won't until I get right with Larry. Or you. Or anybody else. Amen. And so the Lord is shaving down the things that don't belong. You see, I believe that's why John the Baptist said that I must decrease, but he must increase. How am I ever going to know how to let God increase in my life if I don't know what the Word says? You can, We could go right into Matthew 5. That's where, that's where the Lord said to go. Amen. Blessed are them, right? And there, you want to a law to live by to please God, just do that. Amen. If you can. But, you know, as I said earlier, I start looking at all this, right? It's overwhelming. I, I, well, I miss that today. Amen. I, I fell there today. Uh, uh, you know, when I look at that, what do I got to do? I got to use this altar. Amen. Amen. So church, I, I'm telling you tonight, uh, if you're not following and being led by the Spirit of God, you need to. Yeah. And I understand I'm probably preaching to the choir. But I'm just going to preach that if you're born again, we need to be like Noah was. I mean, it was, I don't believe it wasn't that he didn't stop for 120 years when his neighbor came by and, and, and he said, well, what you doing, Noah? I said, I'm building this boat. Right? I, I'm, I'm going to build this boat because God told me to. Right? I'm going, he said, he, I, 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 I can imagine in my mind, stay with me just for a second, that he had something scribbled down. He said, look here, this is how God told me fashion this thing right here. He told me to lay it out just like this. He, saw, he told me to get gopher wood. And, you know, no doubt there was a pile of gopher wood right there, amen, as a witness that he was doing what God told him to do. He said, I want you to put those things together just right. He had to know from God, Miss Faith. There's no way he could have done that without God showing him, somebody helping him. They didn't have no need of no boat, amen. It had never rained on the planet Maybe they had a lake and a rowboat or something. I don't know. But here he was on dry ground. Amen. Uh, who knows how far away he was from any lake or river or any kind of water system whatsoever. And God said, I want you to pitch that thing. I bet you he had a whole bunch of pitch sitting there. Everything that he needed. Amen. And I believe that they said, well, what's that for? He said, after I get all this gopher wood fashioned the way God told me to. And I'm no doubt they kept coming and checking progress, don't you think? 120 years. Let's go see how far along Noah's coming. Amen. They went down there. Maybe they mocked him. Maybe they made fun of him. Maybe they laughed at him. And Noah said, Hey, God said he's going to send the rain. It's going to flood. And this whole place is going to be underwater. I can hear them now. The scoffers, the laughers. All making fun of him, ridiculing him and his his kids and his his daughter in laws and all of them and and there he was. He just kept on, amen. Just kept, well, I'm gonna, I'll see you guys later. I'll be right here now. If you uh, won't come with me now, all you gotta do is get right. Just call on God, amen. Now, you ought to have a, a stiff back 
backbone like that with those around you. You don't have to get upset. Amen. You don't have to get sideways to say, well, I'm going to do it God's way. And, that, and you know, for 120 years old, if you were angry or upset or had the wrong motivation, I'm sure it dried up over 120 years. Amen. You just had to do what you're supposed to do. You ever been like that? You get all beside yourself and upset and you're motivated and you think I'll show them right well that only lasts for 15 minutes and, and all that extra energy has gone out of your step amen and then you're just back to doing it the way you ought to be doing it right and that's how we ought to conduct ourselves amen and I believe that if we just get that way to building our boats, amen, uh, to declaring unto everybody that this vessel right here is preparing for heaven while I wait on my Father to do what He said He's going to do. Amen. So that's our message tonight. Uh, if you get a song, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Got a whole lot more here, but that's it. Holy Ghost said I'm done. Build your boat. Work it out with God. Stay fit. Get your supplies out there. What kind of supplies you talking about, preacher? Well, Bible would be a good one. Amen. Uh, a, a, a mat to a good church would be a good one. Amen. A nice place to... I, I'm jealous of Alberta. She's got a prayer room. Amen. I just have a stool I use. <laughs> Been using it for years. Amen. A uh, place where I go all the time where, where God meets me. But then he said to do what? Pray always. Amen. Give thanks on it. You ever go about your day and say, I ain't praying. Well, you ought to be thinking, mindful, amen. Uh, I could throw an old law thing out there and tell you to get some scripture or something. Write it on your hand, JT. Don't forget to pray always and give thanks to God for all things, right? Uh, and just so that you don't forget, amen, so you don't think, well, I'm all alone and you know, God's not thinking. He's thinking about you all the time, amen? And the more you think about that and the more that you meditate and concentrate that God is with you, better off you're going to be, amen? And the more productive you're going to be in building your boat. As we sing a verse of song, stand to your feet if you need this altar for any reason tonight. I'm sure God will help you. I'll pray with you. Anybody in this room be glad to do that. Maybe you're here tonight and you're lost. And you say, I don't know anything you're talking about, about the Holy Spirit. Well, you know what all the Bible says? All you got to do is call upon the name of Jesus. If He's dealing with you, come to Him tonight and He'll save you. Don't turn Him away. Christ came to save sinners.